Get ready for adventures on the high seas of Galarian. This is the Called Shot Podcast. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to Call Chop Podcast. This is Matt. Wanted to say thank you for joining us again this week. Uh, wanted to let everybody know that we had a crossover with Cosmic Crit last week or the week before. Hope you guys can check that out. Check them out. They're doing an excellent job with Starfinder. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to, please go and rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Really helps us out, gets the word out, gets us uh, spread our piratey message everywhere. And now, please enjoy episode 39, My Dinner with Itesh. I think we left off last week with you guys leaving for the Aspis Consortium office. And sticking Arc Sister with the tab. Oh man, she is not going to be happy with you about that. Yeah, but arc. she won't know it till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll be gone by then, right? She was yeah, selling Hopefully, home. she'll have flown back home, so... Yeah. Yes, that's what you think. <laughs> I don't think they can keep her. As you head towards the office, uh, the red light of the final seconds of the sunset disappear. Uh, what you see in front of you is a simple yet well-designed office front. It is built from uh, the surrounding mangrove trees of Blood Cove. The wood has aged to a light gray, but simple adornments are showing that this is not a neglected office. This office is very, very well off. Golden corners around the windows, an elaborate wrought iron handle for the door, gold gilded letters that spell out Aspis Consortium Fleet Office, and everything is freshly polished. As one of you lift your hand to knock, the door opens before it can land. There is a very tall, very well-dressed butler, and he frowns at all of you. You are the five here for dinner with Itesh, I presume? That's yep. us. Very well, then. Follow me. And then he leads you down Corsair's Way, which is the name of the docks that you're on at this point. Everybody give me a perception check. Speaking of perception checks, I have a question. Yes. All right, so when I have Tortuga with me, mm -hmm. since he and I have an empathetic, empathetic, yes, empathetic link, does he get a perception check too? Um, I think that's uh, assumed by the, you get the alertness feat when you're with him, so you get a plus two to your perception checks. Okay. So basically, like, he's perpetually aiding you. Okay, that's what yep. I was wondering. All right, and that automatically puts in here, so. Very cool. Very good. Okay, very good. So Chat. I don't know. 21. 25. 13. 19. 26. All right. I did well. <laughs> I have a parrot. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> you then turn north and head directly towards the trunk of the giant tree that Blood Cove is uh, built around. And as you get closer to the trunk itself, uh, give me one more perception check. We're going to get eaten by another dragon L. Nice. A uh, grand total of four. <laughs> Eleven. Twenty-one. We should have said it was trees, man. The druid got a thirty. <laughs> Twenty-six. Six. Nice so the job. three of you, Ark, Zugray, and Kitnik, you see a flash of red in, uh, above some buildings towards your right, and then it just disappears again. Like a red light or like a, a red thing that ran off or... As the sun is setting, uh, the red reflects off of what you could only assume to be red armor. Okay. All right. Red mm. armor. Uh, I'm assuming we can't make like a knowledge check to see if we recognize anything about the armor. You didn't get enough to actually make any knowledge checks. You just noticed this. Okay. The butler is continuing to walk in front of you. What do you do? Can we make like a sense motive check on the butler to make sure he's taking us to the right place? Because we don't know. This guy didn't say anything about meeting with his butler as far as I'm aware. I thought he did. He said someone would bring you to your home. But not necessarily his butler. Yeah, true. And who are you expecting it to be out of I curiosity? Mean, no, nobody in particular. If just... you would like to make a sense motive check, please do. Twelve. <laughs> well, you have no points in it. <laughs> My whole thing is, but he's very suspicious. Armored people on rooftops is not normal anyway. It's not sure. like there are guards up there. Well, it might right. be in Blood Cove. I don't know. <laughs> well, in most places, it's not yeah. normal for there to be Bingo. armored people up on roofs. Yep. So, yeah, Zagreus is going to be like, somebody up there. You saw it too? 
Yeah, of passion he's got a point where he's off right over yeah. there. The, the red thing? I, yep. I saw it as well. Okay, we need to kind of keep an eye out. Sebastian was paying attention to the passing lady in red. He did not see anything in red on the rooftops. The butler turns around and goes, Are you still following me? No, I stopped like 15 feet back. (laughs) Give us just a minute. I'm going to do triple time real quick. (sighs) Very well then. And you're casting the spell triple time? Triple time, blowing my little whistle, going into cadence. Everybody gets close. (laughs) Tend to movement for an hour. Okay. Hey, Kit. Yeah. Why don't you send the bird up there? It's actually not a bad idea. So, yeah, I'm going to have uh, Tortuga just fly up. Not get too close, okay. but just kind of do a, a flyby to see if there's anything of right. note. Now, Tortuga gets a perception check. All right. Roll that one up. How long does it take you to cast that spell? One from? minute. One minute? Yes. He'll wait for one minute. 30. <laughs> 30? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Tortuga's perception bonus okay. is better than mine. <laughs> Sees nothing. When he comes back, when Tortuga comes back to report, mm-hmm. he sees nothing. Right, fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I did, definitely didn't teach him that, but all right. <laughs> okay, uh, well, he didn't see anything, so whatever it was was gone because I definitely saw something. What did you see? What did y'all see? Something red. Yeah, somebody in red running around up there. It just looked like armor, like glint off of armor. Red armor? Are you thinking... Can I take I'm 10 thinking? on uh, the Red Menace Assassins? They do wear red armor on occasions, yes. Okay. Uh, we were apparently actually at a game. Did Was that known? I don't remember if uh, that was known to us by John. Uh, I want to say he mentioned that she was part of the red... Or he, yeah, mentioned, he, he did mention yeah. yeah, because okay. he showed off the dagger I thought yeah. and explained sh- what it was from. I'm That's pretty right. sure I mentioned Okay, it. good. I thought I just made the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, bring up the, the, fact, the fact that we did have a, a captain who was part of the Red Mantis, or at least associated. Could be that. That worries me. I'm hungry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You follow? Be prepared. Is there food there? Lots. Can of we food. go? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and you're near the trunk at this point, so he turns around, and you are standing outside of uh, the Ten Shrouds Inn. As we're starting to walk, Zuggery's going to reach back into his bag and pull out his scimitar and put that back on. All right, well, don't mind me. I'm just getting ready to stab a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. And now, everybody, give me one more perception check. And then crossbow bolt to the face. I'm busy uh, adjusting. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, give me some numbers. Nine. 28. Nine. 13. 22. So Ark and, Va- and, uh, Ark and Valley. You see standing <laughs> on top of I got the a, roof. I got a 28. And Fane. Okay. Wait, I only rolled a nine. Oh. And I'm Kidnick. <laughs> uh, then I will start over. Kidnick, Tortuga, and Fang. <laughs> Too many people. Can we go back to a three-man group? Anyway, so Fane and Kitnick. You see, standing on the peak of a roof, someone in red leather armor. You can see wicked swords at her side. Hey, and then, hey Captain, there's the person again. Uh, can I cast a spell? Do I have time? Well, he was, he's going to say something. Okay. Yep. And, and then, then she is going to drop back behind the roof and completely disappear. You, in six seconds, you cast a spell, correct? It's, well, yes, but it's actually, it's not even a spell. It's a special ability. Okay. Uh, dancing, no, duh, not dancing lights, fairy fire. Casting fairy fire. On her. Okay. She's a terrible ninja. We've seen her twice. What does what? fairy fire do? That it, might be the intention. Uh-huh. She will no longer be able to hide, basically. Oh. I can read the description, but it's pretty long. Minus 20 penalty to all stealth checks. Uh, wow. Yep. Make sure the center point of a rave. Is there yeah. a save for this, or is it just hit and it's done? Saving throw, none. It lasts okay. a minute per level. Very good. So for five minutes, she will have fairy fire on her. But she is dropped behind the opposite side of a roof. Verbal component. <laughs> <laughs> and she has disappeared out of sight. What do you do? You're there in... In front of the inn itself, about to go in for dinner. And she dropped behind the inn itself. Not the inn. Different it was building. 
Different building across the way. About how far? Like a block away? It's probably about a quarter of a mile, maybe a little bit less. Oh, wow. oh that's Pretty way far. out of range. Yeah, a fair way. If it was that far away, I wouldn't even try to cast okay. it. Yeah. Okay. In that case, I did not cast fire, fairy fire. Very good. So we should just go to our meal. This person's going to show up eventually if they're they're coming in our direction. We're at least aware. Probably. Shall we? Let's continue forward. And so the butler leads you inside of the Ten Shrouds Inn. He brings you to the back area, and he knocks on what appears to be an extremely solid piece of the trunk itself. A panel up and to your right opens up. You see the face of an ogre. He merely nods at the butler. Another large door opens up, and there's a small eight-by-eight room inside. And he walks in and beckons for all of you to join him. Is there enough room for all of us That's in an eight-by-eight eight room with room. an ogre? You'd be surprised how much, how many people you can fit inside of an eight-by-eight eight room. It's crowded. You're tight and cramped, but you would all fit. Somebody's hand is somewhere it shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an elevator. I appreciate the gesture, but no. I go inside. Yeah. yeah. I follow right. the captain. Yeah. As I'm walking, I reach into my coat and pull out a small gong <laughs> <laughs> to announce our arrival. Ah. Okay, how else would anybody know you're there if you don't bring along a gong? Well, I just summoned it. Okay. No tuba? The door closes in front of you, and you all feel yourselves get a little bit heavier. And then the door reopens. We're in an elevator. Mm -hmm. That's what I figured. Butler elevator? Who is this guy? I forgot his name, actually. Uh, So is going to look at the ogre. Hey, I'm Zagray. Oh, he's act- you actually don't see him? He's outside of this entire room. You just saw his face for a second, nod at the butler, the panel closed in front of his face again, and he was gone. He's in the operating room. He's, like, yeah, I was gonna say, he's actually the, lifting uh, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's holding the rope. He's the dumbwaiter. Nah. <laughs> but I'm a punch. Uh... So finally, the door opens up again, and now you are staring at the very definition of opulence. A grand entrance gives way to a very large, very comfortable-looking sitting room. Several large, fluffy couches. Uh, you pass by them all. And finally, you enter the grand dining room. Okay, now the gong comes out. Yeah, okay. Misunderstood <laughs> <laughs> the elevator. The butler smiles and nods. And you see before you a table long enough that would easily fit 40 chairs down either side. Oh, man, we should have invited the whole crew. <laughs> There are dark wooden walls. They stretch up 25, 30 feet up into darkness. There are crystals dangling from gossamer threads, and they bounce the light of well over 100 candles candles in all directions. You see Itesh sitting at the head of the table on the very far side of the room. The rest of the table is empty. It is only Itesh here. He stands up stiffly. He beckons to the butler. And the butler begins to lead you to the other end of the room and pulls out a chair for each of you in turn. Thanks, Jeeves. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Ankeef. Thanks, Ankeef, Jeeves. So as he pulls the seat out for each of you, he will, if anybody tries to pull their own seat out, he gives you a deadly stare. Three lashes. (laughs) And Itesh explains, please allow Ankeef to do his thing. Uh, As Zugray is walking down, to get to his chair. Mm-hmm. Like if there are little tables set around with knickknacks or other things, not the, the dining room table, but just any other thing with little tchotchkes and everything, he's picking them up, he's sniffing them, yeah. maybe he licks one. Like he's just puttering around <laughs> looking at everything, just getting his hands on everything that's not nailed down. Putting it back. He's not stealing anything. He's just fiddling. He's just doing business. Very cool. Yeah, and there's plenty of little fiddly bits what in the, this room. What do the chairs look like? Are they high back chairs? They are very high back chairs. Okay. Uh, dark goes up wood. And sits on my chair. Yes, okay. he and he would probably be a solid two to three feet above your head, That's sitting in that chair. So when he goes to pull back Ark's chair, Ark wants to size him up. Uh, is he my size? Smaller than me? Is he human? Earlier, Valley mentioned Jeeves. <laughs> Just picture Jeeves. Gotcha. Okay, I wasn't sure if this was like Lurch or Jeeves. Yeah, more Jeeves. Alfred, I'm imagining kind of an Alfredish. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Gotcha. Okay, oh, yeah. I was. I was literally picturing Stephen Fry. Yeah. Me that too, a little <laughs> okay. bit. Yeah. From go. Jeeves and Wodehouse. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> cool. Right on. Wodehouse. Not quite like uh, Queen Elvana's court, but uh, impressive nonetheless. You might be surprised. So, and then when you sit at your chair, there is a 
full place setting in front of you. There is a napkin with a silver ring around it sitting on the plate itself. There is a name plate in front of each person's place where you are sitting. And if I remember correctly, you guys did speak to Itesh right after the fight and introduced your names briefly. Mm-hmm. So he has your names at each place. Thump. let's just get that out of there right now just go ahead and flick that across the table stupid words you know what I think Itesh would be sensitive enough because Wes forgets but Itesh would have not it would have been symbols that you would have recognized as your name oh hey just a, a, just a, a drawing. Car- caricature exactly. of you. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a circle with two other yeah. circles on it. Yeah. Exactly. Or like the, the football shape with nothing but teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So Itesh being very sensitive to individual cultures at this point, because he has to work with a lot of people as part of the Aspis Consortium. Um, so there are tons of forks, knives, spoons all laid out in a row. There's probably five on either side, five more above, a butter knife off to the left, and six separate glasses for all of the liquids that you will consume over the course of a six-course meal. Kitnick's just picking forks up and looking at Zug, like, what? What is this this for? Someone went to uh, the Taldoran Culinary Academy. (laughs) He is Talden. You can tell. I think you use it based on the size of whatever you're eating. Oh. (laughs) Okay, so like this is a shrimp fork and this is like a dragon fork? Yep, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Ting, 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 ting. Itesh stands up after knocking on his water glass. He says, thank you very much for saving my life here in Blood Cove. I hope that this extremely elaborate dinner will be repayment enough for saving my life. Please enjoy. And then he goes... Claps twice, and the kitchen doors open up, and the first course comes out on silver trays. They lay them in front of you. They reveal what is sitting on that tray, and the opening course is an appetizer. (laughs) It is not a baby as much as Zagre would probably enjoy this. Laid out in concentric circles are fried pickles from deep in the jungle of the Mwangi Forest. Do they have pickle trees? They do have pickle trees. <laughs> wow. Breaded corn from the farthest reaches to the north where they grow wheat in abundance. And you sit and you enjoy your appetizer. Is there anything anybody would like to say while you're eating? Zugre is just stuffing pickles in his mouth like there's no tomorrow. So is Kit. If you finish it very quickly, another plate will appear. At your spot, they will open it. It will be another serving of those same pickles. And so he's just, you're a great man, thanks. <laughs> and Itesh will merely look at you and go, there are six meals, six courses to enjoy today, Zagre. You may want to slow down a little bit. Is there a salt lick beside his plate? <laughs> <laughs> Would Zagre have uh, appreciated it? He has his own salt shaker. <laughs> <laughs> he's drinking that instead of water. He's just yeah, knocking it back. Four times the size of the salt shaker on the table for everybody else. That's right. That sounds about right, yes. I like to imagine that Ark would make this a competition. <laughs> oh, he would like nudge Captain Fane and be like, hey, I bet I can eat more than Ark. I mean, I bet I can eat more than Zug. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen a goblin eat when there's a bunch of salt involved? Have you ever seen an elephant eat, period? <laughs> I got a gold on the goblin. Ten gold on me. Do you have ten gold on you? Do you? Yes. <laughs> so I get ten gold if you eat more than the goblin. No. <laughs> I, clearly, Olfins don't know how to bet. <laughs> that's, All right, what, this, that's what I'm baking on. <laughs> this just got really confusing. And so, Itesh will sit, and he'll be extremely dainty. He will follow the right fork and eat from the outside, but he is not judging of anybody else here. He is merely enjoying his meal, using a knife to cut each individual pickle in half and enjoy it. Oh, wait, man, that just slows you down. Sebastian's doing largely the same thing. Sebastian's acting as if he were in court or somewhere fine uh, as well, a little bit conspicuously so. And as he does, and as... You do that, Itesh will look up and go, I see you eat as well as you dive through windows. <laughs> One must be a man of many talents, as as the situation requires, of course. Very well. 
Kiss just picking up forks, putting down forks, <laughs> trying different forks, trying to find the pickle fork. <laughs> and Antesh will hold a hand out. He'll pick up one fork. Okay. It'll have three tongs on it, and he'll say, this one, gimmick. Oh. And he'll continue eating. I Thank imagine you. Fane probably knows exactly how to do the etiquette just based on knowledge skills alone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I think Ark probably has no clue. He's cleared all of the silverware. Like there is, <laughs> he just pushed it all around him. So you just have the one knife. I don't even have a knife. Just the ceiling my like a pencil. You know, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, I just figured maybe he pulled out like a giant dagger. It's like, it's like a Bowie them. knife. Yeah. Oh come on, guys. Let him describe his character. <laughs> no, Let's describe it for him. Okay. Hit the nail on the head. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're just saying what we envision. <laughs> uh, and so the plates are cleared. You just have the coverlet laying in front of you. And the second course comes out. And it consists of... The second course is, as they reveal it, a large scaly egg. It's a dragonelle egg. It's been uh, essentially boiled to a, a stew inside the egg with uh, chunks of clam, wine, and spices. Ooh. Harvested mm. from the cliffs surrounding Blood Cove, because there are several dragonelles around. And uh, when... The dragonelle egg is opened in front of Itesh. He merely takes a knife, the largest one he has, stabs through the middle of it, and leaves the knife in the egg. In remembrance of the battle you had this afternoon, <laughs> I, too, would have done the best I could given the circumstances. I'm going to try to figure out what to eat this with. <laughs> a spoon, I'm guessing. Just, you know. Yeah. yeah. How big are okay. the eggs? I would imagine, given the size of the Dragonelle, these are probably like a good eight inches tall. <laughs> like, you know. Like an ostrich egg or something? Yeah, basically, yeah, like an ostrich egg, very much so. Makes probably just hungry. pick it up and drink the whole thing. Like the size of a soccer ball. You know? Yeah. It does sound really good, though. Thunk the outside, peel yeah. it back. Yeah, just like a hard boiled egg, man. Just whack, 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 whack. <laughs> Salt. <laughs> <laughs> Zuggery eats pickled eggs. He knows how to do this. <laughs> All right. And Sebastian will just point out the, just kind of gesture at the proper utensil at Kitnick. <laughs> and I'll pick it up and start eating my egg. <laughs> Very well. And then you all finish that course. Itesh claps twice again. The plates are cleared. His dragon egg is taken to the back and fed to the dogs. <laughs> and then the third dish comes out. The uh, waiters bring out plates of semi-circular paper-thin sliced fish. Itesh says it's fugu sashimi. It is blowfish, perfectly thinly sliced to where you take one piece at a time and slowly between drinks of the Chardonnay in order not to get poisoned. Very complicated. <laughs> and he looks at Ark. Please pay attention. <laughs> the and captain? He, or uh, I'm just going as Itesh. Gotcha. You know, takes a piece of it, puts it on his tongue, almost melts. A sip of the Chardonnay, just like that, so you don't poison yourself. So I can't eat the whole thing at once. Yes, you can. And then he does. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's look up some rules for blowfish poisoning, y'all. <laughs> How about just like an upset tummy? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a fortitude save, Ark. <laughs> he just reaches down and eats the whole thing. What is everybody else doing while Ark is doing that? I am surprised you found a master chef from Tianjie this far north. Uh, he's my personal chef. What um, was it, Ark? Uh, a four. But oh, with my plus, it's a ten. Okay. <laughs> so he just chugs his drink? Yeah. So you chug your drink. It is apparently just enough to hold the poison back and keep it from disabilitating you for the rest of the evening. Like that. I'd probably slap my stomach. Ah, it's the olfin belly. <laughs> <laughs> and Itesh will look at you. He will cock one eyebrow. And watch you intently for another three and a half minutes while he is enjoying his own little bits of sashimi. <laughs> I'm just going to look over at the captain, look down at my fish, be like, what you do, Pat? How? Small slices. One piece at a time. <laughs> like fingers? Like fork? It's okay. You can speak to her and <laughs> communicate. You don't have to pretend you know how to eat in high society. Hi, Talden. Society. I imagine if he had planned on putting this on the on the table, there would have been something, some symbols of chopsticks. So okay. eat the sticks. 
So I stab a piece. <laughs> I picture chopsticks. I picture if there are chopsticks, I picture <laughs> Zug like rooting around in one of his ears like he's done the itch with it. You know. Doing a walrus impression. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, so I, I take a chopstick and just kind of, you know, mess around with it for a second. It ain't happening. So I just stab a little piece of fish. Yes. You, you can also use your fingers. Oh thank goodness. Didn't, didn't stop me. <laughs> Very few does. things seem to. As Ark lets out a huge burp. Yep. <laughs> And then, and the dishes are cleared. The next course comes out, and it looks like. Uh, so the next course comes out, and it's essentially um, like iceberg lettuce. Or not iceberg lettuce, it's the uh, iceberg salad. Does that make sense? Where it's like all one giant. Oh, the wedge. wedge. The wedge, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Wedge salad. So it's basically a wedge salad, and it probably has some fish sprinkled around it and some sort of sauce over the top. My favorite, <laughs> the iceberg lettuce from Irizen. They can only grow it on the highest peaks of the mountains there. Please, enjoy. This brings back some interesting memories. Aitesh, beginning to catch on. <laughs> uh, we'll look at Kitnik and say, Kitnik, this fork, four tongues. And then he'll grab the correct knife, show you how to cut the iceberg lettuce, dip it in the sauce, swirl it in the fish bits around it, and then eat it. I'm going to absolutely butcher that method, but I'm going to go for it. I'm trying. <laughs> My chances are in the Edison uh, White Ice Wine. It is yes. perhaps the best accompaniment to this after all. Absolutely. He'll clap twice. Ankeef will come out. He'll relay the message. And in a few minutes, uh, there will be some exactly of what you asked for. I like to think that Ark would uh, eat a bite of this lettuce. Like he probably picks up the whole wedge and stuffs it in his mouth. And he chews on it for a second <laughs> and he kind of looks around really quizzically. <laughs> uh, and he'll, he'll ask Itesh, you said this grows in the North. Yes. My people are very hungry people in general. And uh, we've tried cultivating land, but to no avail, do you think this could grow in the cold? It requires the cold. I would very much appreciate meeting with you or having you show me how to actually grow this. That can be arranged. I Very appreciate well, it. This is much tastier than I expected a wet leaf to be. <laughs> <laughs> He'll kind of smile and nod at you. <sighs> it is considered a delicacy. It requires a very high altitude, thin air, and very cold weather. We have the cold, we have the mountains, and we love to climb. Very well. I'll have some of my best people to assist you. What is Zugray doing with the lettuce? <laughs> I do have to know this. <laughs> I love the look on your face when you ask that question. <laughs> no, man, Zugray's just like double fisting it, man. <laughs> he's just so you're, you're punching it, or <laughs> <laughs> no? He's got two handfuls of lettuce. He's just shoving it. In. So it's uh, it's just him like slinging it back and forth. There's bits of lettuce flying everywhere. <laughs> man, you should have seen his hands all over the bike. It's great, cool. Kind of look like a food processor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the Tasmanian devil. Right? That's what I imagined. And then as you finish up, the plates are cleared out in front of you, and we have the next course. The next course is mutton from sheep that have been collected from the Fog Peak Mountains in southern Galt, which is very far to the east. It's almost the, it's almost on the off the map of Galarian, if you're looking at the inner sea map. Yeah, Galt is not one I recognize, so I'm looking at the map over there trying yeah. to figure out where Literally it is. Literally go all the way to the east. Wow. And then it's above Taldor. Okay, so they have to bring it down the river to the coast, sail the ship all the way around, around the Eye of Mendego, and bring it to Blood Cove. This is correct. They pay somebody so, for a teleport. <laughs> so he brings that and a the equivalent of, since it's Galt, the equivalent of a Rhone Valley wine, a Grenache Syrah Morvedra blend. So it's it pairs immaculately with the uh, mutton. I have no idea what you just said, but I, I friggin' love it. For the wine? What was it again? It's a, the In France, in the real world, it's the Rhone Valley. It's yes. where the Chateauneuf de Pop is. Okay. And the blend is a Grenache Syrah Morvedra blend. All those words are... Man, you know, there is somebody who's going to love that description. I loved I it. I that sounded That's delicious, fantastic. actually. Yeah. 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 This is what it's like when I That's talk good. about servers and yes. stuff. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Shamalamadingdong. Shamalamadingdong. <laughs> this is what happens when professionals talk about drinking. <laughs> Get the good stuff. Amen. And so Mutton is sitting before all of your characters. Aitesh says, Kitnik, this knife, 
this fork along with this spoon to do some of the gravy with it. And there you go. It's got the Thank eyeballs you. in it, like from that James Bond movie where they pull them out and... You'll have to ask Dave or he does it. Uh, Did we do specifically sheep's head? I was about yeah. to say, how gauche, no. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, no eyeballs. Damn. So is this like good mutton? Like, I don't... I, I'm not sure how mutton is, like, ranked. Um, it is probably good. It is certainly not good enough for the cost that it would take to get it here. Oh, it's this, bougie mutton. Yeah, this is just completely <laughs> conspicuous consumption. Okay. Is there gold leaf? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's Along. like the caviar of mutton. <laughs> and I, what is Art doing? No, oh, he's just stuffing his face. I mean, if it's meat, he probably loves it. He's had way worse. So. He grabbed it like a turkey leg. That's what <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. Just is holding it, up an entire sheep. Is, is it cut in slices or is it on the bone? Uh, it's probably on the bone. Probably on, He's just yeah. got the bone in his hand then. I mean, he's just eating it like a turkey leg. Stein in one hand, bone in the other. Well, no, he's got a very fine wine glass in one oh, hand. Excuse but me. But it looks really odd in his hand. <laughs> it looks like a toy. Yeah, he's probably actually taken the wine glass and poured it into his, like, ram's horn, you know? <laughs> Does he keep a ram's horn on oh, his yeah. belt at all times? It's on the miniature, too. If you look at the miniature, he's got that on there. It's so cool. He's always prepared. We have a lush mini. I didn't even realize that. That's awesome. And as you finish up, I touch does the, and we have the next course, which is the dessert. Oh, and dessert. Dessert looks delicious. It is a saffron bread pudding with dates covered in this like gooey, buttery, spiced rum sauce. It looks so good. And now I would like somebody to create that dish for us at this table. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll make a plan. Yeah, it's like it's like this. It's almost like monkey bread, kind of. But yeah, with the ooey gooey, yummy, saffrony, rummy smell. So I'm curious: Does Kitnick look to find out which spoon to use, or did she just dive into this? Oh, she just dives into this. Okay, <laughs> desserts like her her jam. This sounds good <laughs> enough. It probably is like Grace just licking the bowl. Right, <laughs> just right. That's pretty much what it is. It's like she's sitting there, just like. Running a finger on the plate. Yep, so if you're struggling for more, <laughs> I Tesh will just, and you'll have another full bowl directly in front of you. Oh, you kid's going to roll out of here. <laughs> yeah, you will want for nothing while you're oh. here. So at this point, Ark's probably getting pretty full. He looks over at the captain and looks over at Zug. <laughs> <laughs> Is Zug still eating? Zug, yeah, has one in each hand. Yeah. Legs are literally licking both bowls. In that case, Ark will pick up another. And he's like, he's like <laughs> just at this point, he's eyeing you and just stuffing his face. It's not even a matter of like, oh, this tastes good. It's Is, just a matter of I have to eat more than Is you. this going to be like uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark scene with Marion, but we're going to end up with pudding bowls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the next two bowls come out, Sebastian will... Let me show you something they did then, Urison. And he'll use prestidigitation to, to flambe them both, light them on oh, fire. That sounds really good, too. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's blow those out first. There goes your plus 10 to movement. You're so full of just rolling around. Right? Yeah, but it goes to a plus 15 to movement. He's more mobile. Do we get a doggy bag? I will prepare a crate for each of you to take on the boat when you leave. And now that our meal is done... Zagre is swiping one of those pickles from the (laughs) inside the the pudding. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about done? (laughs) Zagre, what would you like? And he'll just have them bring out five more courses for you if you want it. Okay. (laughs) And you'll enjoy all all of those. He'll keep uh, bringing the food out. As long as you want more, he will provide it. I'm sure eventually just space will mean that Zagre will stop eating. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming. I'm going to, because I'm thinking I might have to ask for a fortitude save soon to keep your gut from bursting open. Yeah, at whichever, point, at whichever point I see him stop, I just take one more bite. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I, I, figure, I picture at some point Zagre encountered and swallowed a bag of devouring. <laughs> He doesn't realize. He's like, I'm always hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. I will prepare a crate for each of you to take on your ship with you. And now that the meal is done, I hope you have had sufficient. Shall we retire to the sitting room for cigars and brandy? That sounds lovely, my friends. They nods. All right. And he'll have on Keefe lead the way into the sitting room. Like I said, huge, fluffy couches, one for each of you. Each couch easily six to eight feet long. 
Kit sits down and kind of starts bouncing. <laughs> They're in a circle, and Itesh will sit on the very edge of one of the largest sofas, not enjoying any of the fluffy. Hmm. He'll just sit down, light his cigar, and begin drinking, and allow you to discuss whatever you want to discuss. I have to wonder if Zuggery's ever seen a cigar. So actually, Same with Kit. Actually. I know. I know how you feel about paper. Watch. <laughs> Show Zuggery lighting it on how to light it on fire. Or how to, how to light it and take that first puff. He'll look at it a little suspiciously, cast spark so that it lights. <laughs> yes. This is the finest tobacco from Cheliax. They grow it, dry it, and roll it by hand in the very depths of their deepest hell. Ark will actually pull out um, a really long Meerschaum pipe and put the cigar in the end of the pipe. <laughs> he doesn't trust that there's not some sort of poison on the uh, tobacco, on the outside of the tobacco. You ate a whole blowfish. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, why would they wait until now to poison Priorities. You? Uh, you know, I mean. <laughs> but if anything, he just wants to show off his big pipe. <laughs> uh, nah, never mind. Yeah, Kit's not going to smoke. <clears throat> not smoking? Not smoking. Okay. He will not force you. Uh, he will offer the brandy, though. It's going to hold the brandy, but not drink it. Okay. Does anybody want to speak to him first? Fane's not smoking, nor is he drinking. He's just kind of pacing back and forth. Fane, wouldn't you care to relax? Do you know Zayog? Give me a sense motive. Okay. No. (laughs) (laughs) Three. Okay. Uh... He just looks at you, stares you directly into the eye, and says, No, who is... Zayog? Zayog. How did you lose your hands? He'll kind of lean back a little bit, grow a little stiff. It's not a story that I really care to tell. But suffice it to say, I once sailed on ships. There was a mishap. Lost my left hand. I continued... I got my extra share, but I stayed with that ship. And that is the hand that is uh, basically has attachments that he can put onto it. When you saw him earlier, it was a dagger attachment. Uh, right now, it's probably uh, something very simple. It may even just be the end, just a cup end with the attachment ready for anything. But my right hand, I lost in battle on that same ship. The captain appreciated my prowess. He appreciated my bravery. And he replaced it with this mechanical claw. And I carry it with me as a reminder. Does that answer your question? What was the name of the ship? The ship's name? Abadar's Bounty. And the captain? Captain Maji Yeninif. Have I answered all of your questions sufficiently? No. How many attachments do you have? (laughs) Several, Kitnick. And he will actually just take a minute... And bring Kitnick over, because I think he's kind of like taking a liking to Kitnick a little bit. He'll show her the dozen or two dozen different attachments that he Ooh, has. What does that one do? <laughs> and we'll cut back. <laughs> <laughs> I was told by the man Zayog to seek you out. To seek me out. That's interesting. Do you know why he sent you to find me? What about the name Bandasura? Sebastian just... Give me another sense motive. Nope. It is literally in the negatives. It's zero. I got a zero. At that point, when... Because they never said they were going off anywhere. No, we're just... I'm pacing. Yeah. At that point, Sebastian's actually going to stare at him as he answers and see if he can uh, read his mind. Okay. Uh, What's the save? Uh, DC 16, Will. He succeeds at the save. So you'd get nothing from him? It's yeah, a, basically. Okay. I, I, basically, I just can't quite get in there. And when he feels that intrusion into his mind, he'll stand up, he'll look at every individual character one at a time. Zugray is probably... I assume there's a crystal decanter with some 
uh, glasses and sure. all of that for the brandy. Zuggery's just straight pouring them for him and Ark. Yeah. <laughs> like, like everyone else seems involved. Like Kitnick's looking at the attachments. These two are having some sort of thing. I mean, Zuggery's just pouring this stuff. So he can stare at me, but I'm probably looking at Ark sure. trying to get him as, as shit-faced as I am about to be. He sees the two of you just enjoying the wine. He sees Kitnick absorbed in all of the different attachments for his arm. He looks at Fane and Sebastian. If you want into my mind... Merely ask me questions. No intrusion necessary. It may be an assumption on my part, but I was informed that I should seek out someone with no hands. And you have fit that bill. This is true. And if Zayog has told you to find me, there may be a reason. I will tell you one thing. And I tell you all in the strictest of confidence. I have done some research on your ship. I cannot find any. That is impossible in my network. When you say you can't find it, I mean, it's on the docks. It's out there. <laughs> oh, I found your ship. I can find no history. You're a wise man. I'm sure you know roughly what that means. I do. I'm sure I know why now. And you may be just the crew I need to help me out. And Kit just goes, ooh, I bet this one's a bottle opener. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kitnick. Very good. Met a fancy merchant, ate a lot of stuff. Why'd he pull us over? What's he want from us? <laughs> Zugre, that was a lovely song. And I do want something from you. Zugre passes out glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and if Zayog Fane has told you to seek me out, that may be the biggest indication. I look over some ships in my free time. Yes, I am in control of the fleet of the Aspis Consortium, but someone has asked me to grow an initial investment. And I have done that. And now I have lost one of those ships. So, so what is exactly is the Aspis Consortium? I'm, I'm not really familiar. And he will sigh the biggest of sighs. <sighs> Maybe later, Kitnick. We That's can talk fair. more about that. But this business at hand, I feel we should focus on that. Snake wranglers. Snake wranglers. Snake wranglers. Anyway, okay. moving on swiftly. He'll just not. He'll just shake his head. Oh, I bet this one's for snake wrangling then. <laughs> Puts it back down. <laughs> Please continue. I have lost a ship. It was supposed to appear in Port Royal over a month ago. Last week I got word it never arrived. It wasn't called the Man's Promise, was it? No, it was not. And he makes a mental note of that. <laughs> Thanks. Where, out of character, where is Port Royal in relation to... I'm sorry, did I say Port Royal? You, you did. did. I meant Port Peril. Okay, that, that lets me know where that is in relation yes, to... Yes, sorry. I've been listening to a lot of pirate history podcasts, okay. and Port Peril is obviously analog for Port Royal. So anyway, the ship was supposed to arrive in Port Peril over a month ago. It never arrived. I received worst word about that last week. I would like for you to track it down, if at all possible. The lost ship's name was the Swan of Absalom. Where did you last have it located? They were supposed to sail directly to Port Peril from Blood Cove. I would imagine they would have sailed east of Motaku Isle. I have no idea where it went down. So you saw them leave out of Blood Cove. You yes. know they left there. Yes. So, out of curiosity, I know you're not a man probably to part with gold lightly, or you would not be in the position you're in, but uh, given the area of the world we're in, why are you not accepting this as simply the cost of business? I mean, it's not as if piracy is abnormal, particularly given the two destinations. That, Sebastian, is a very pointed question. And I'll share with you why. I pay the Hurricane King very well uh, to leave my ships alone. That is an excellent reason. And yet it still goes down. In the shackles? Absurd. And it was my best captain on that ship. Most loyal, and he disappears? Absurd. That could never happen on my watch. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think I have an idea of what may have happened to that ship. Really? Do tell. I'd want to check it out to be sure. I would like to know your theory. 
Information is not free. Very well. How much will it cost me? 2,500 gold. That is absurd. After the meal that you have just enjoyed. You enjoy your life, right? I do. That was for and the I meal. thank you. The 2,500 is for the information. I will give you 500 gold. And he uh, has Ankeef bring it out, lays it in the middle of uh, the floor for you. 500 gold for a theory. That is I'll more than fair. <laughs> you want a theory? Hell, I can give you theories. I got lots of theories. <laughs> Most of them involve babies. I believe there's an area called uh, Kelazar's Atoll. I am familiar with that area. Luck may have it that we might be going that direction anyway. Very well. I doubt that it was Kelazar. He and I have an understanding when it comes to ships. I stay out of his way. He stays out of mine. Perhaps, but uh, knowing dragons of Kelazar's stature, I have no doubt he knows what is occurring in his domain and anywhere near it. Perhaps the information could come from him. Very well. If you are going in that direction, I would appreciate any information regarding the Swan of Absalom. I realize we're already going in that direction, but why should we do this for you? What do we get out of it? Have you ever had the Aspis Consortium owe you a favor? I can't say I've ever heard of the Aspis Consortium until today. Yeah, but say I, I, I still know what it is. So then uh, I will take that as a no. And that favor, that is a very powerful weapon in all of the shackles. We're just on a very strict timeline. I'm not too sure that we were able to handle all of the requests we've been given. Very well, I understand. If you're not able to bring me information, there's no love lost. You've made 500 gold and a meal worth well over 50,000. You just want information? Yes. If we find the ship? Bring it back, or the loot inside of it. As there seems to be something very particular that you're looking for, and well, I'm sure you have your secrets, barring being able to bring the ship, what specifically do you want from it? There is a box. It is a green box. Gold-leafed, gold-covered along the edges. Very similar to the front of our office. I think you will recognize it. If you have to choose any one thing, make it that box. It's not very large. Is it a danger to my crew? If you open it, possibly. Hmm. But not what's inside the box. But what will happen if I learn you open it? So it's not going to explode. I'm Lightning concerned drag. about. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kit. <laughs> yeah, we all just like faint and somebody just glare at Kit. <laughs> <laughs> I touch Cox an eyebrow. That sounds like a story for another time. I'll, I'll exchange stories when you tell me about this consortium thing. I'll tell you all about lightning. <laughs> so it's, it's not dangerous to my ship? No. Okay. So be it. So that's it? That's it. Then the business is done. If you hear from Zyog again, and if he tells you anything about me, I want to know about it. This is very important. I like the consortium owing me favors. <laughs> very well, then. Kit. Yes. The Aspis Consortium. Yes. Large group of merchants. We make lots of money. Lots okay. and lots and lots of money. Then we should be friends. <laughs> we could see to that. Fane lights up the cigar. <laughs> and you sit back. Few of you enjoy some cigars. Some of you probably enjoy the brandy a little more. Kitnik, what are you enjoying here, most of all? Because you said you weren't drinking. You said you weren't smoking. All the nifty, shiny stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am curious. Do you try to steal anything? Yeah, I think about it. Okay. <laughs> but I'm getting the impression that these are very rich and powerful people, powerful being the key. So I probably shouldn't make them angry just yet. Smart girl. <laughs> but I'm definitely making notes. <laughs> <laughs> For a return trip later. And so the <clears throat> evening is beginning to draw to a close. Is there anything else we need to cover before we move on? Itesh, I do have a question for you. Mm -hmm. On our way here, we noticed some sort of red glinting armor off the roof of one of the uh, buildings nearby. Is this something, maybe bodyguards of yours, or is this something we should all be concerned about? He will do a knowledge check. Red armor on the rooftops. On the rooftops. I don't believe we were supposed to have seen them. In Blood Cove. Yes. 
It was not one of my people. I'm not aware of anyone who would wear something so conspicuous as red and try to hide. Seems like a silly move. Well, just watch your back. They were hiding very poorly. They were wearing red armor. Oh, well. (laughs) Or they had no intention of staying hidden. Well, the superhero pose kind of gave that away, so... He kind of looks. Somebody give me a sense motive. We'll all give sense motives. (laughs) It has to be trained. I'll try to help. (laughs) No, it's not have to be trained. I thought I had to be trained. That's not bad. It's a wisdom check, basically. Yeah, Jim. 19. Better than me. 14 here. Highest highest roll was a 19. Yeah. Okay. All right. I rolled a one. (laughs) We're a very trusting crew. Apparently. (laughs) Lots of shiny here. (laughs) Very distracted. Yep. Anything else? I don't believe so. And so Itesh will stand up. He'll give a very, another very long-winded speech about how appreciative he is of the, for saving his life, for taking care of the business of the lost ship, asking you for discretion. Let's not tell anybody about this business. And never mention the name Zayog or Bandasura in mixed company. I can do all that, buddy. I would and very he- much agree with that sentiment. And then Zagre says, I can do all that, buddy, and sticks his hand out for uh, to shake his hand. And he will shake your hand. He will just shake it once. Like a f- holding his finger out, you grab <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, Ankeef, will you please show this group to the front door of the Ten Trouds Inn again and send them on their way? I have one last yes. question. Uh, okay. Is that one a shoehorn? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Nick. Yes, it is. Okay, <laughs> okay. And she just bounces off. <laughs> Itesh, shall I get the instructions on how to grow the lettuce from you? Or shall I get them from your servant? I will send someone to your... Where are you staying tonight? Hotel or at your ship? Well, we're not going back to the bar where we owe a whole bunch of money. Your oh, no, we don't that. owe anything. <laughs> You're assuming she paid it. That's true. I'll be on the ship. I'm yeah, following, I'm the, following crew, the food to the ship. The crew has until tomorrow to meet back at the ship. If the captain's on the ship, I'm on the ship. Same. Very well, then. I will send word a shipment of the iceberg lettuce as well as several seeds and the knowledge written down for you to your ship tomorrow. Thank you, Itesh. Do you happen to have a detailed map of this area? I have several. Could I get one of those? 500 gold. (laughs) Can I just make a copy of it? Absolutely not. 250. How about 100 and I make a copy of it? 250 is a deal I can make. (laughs) Fair enough. 35 and I glance at it. <laughs> <laughs> Photographic memory. Uh, sure, let's say the yes. <laughs> Excellent. And so the exchange is made. You now only walk out with 250 gold instead of 500. And you make your way back to your ship. Give me a perception <laughs> Oh, boy. And tell me oh. what the result is next week. Oh, <laughs> So can I re-roll next week? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Good. Uh, I, can I not? Because I rolled really yes. well. Right, Absolutely. Right the dice of shame did not treat me well this week. <laughs>